On August 19, 2003, Sergio de Mello, the head of United Nations Mission in Baghdad, was killed along with members of his team and other civilians. We're here to look back at what happened on that Tuesday at the United Nations headquarters based at the Canal Hotel, and we'll together find who killed de Mello. Hello, lovely people. This is Leila, your host. And on today's episode, we'll pay tribute to the fallen victims on the uh, attack on uh, United Nations headquarters in Baghdad in 2003. 22 men and women who their lives were cut short because of unjustified war and a mysterious killing. Riham Al-Farah, Imad Ahmed, Salman Al-Jaburi, Raj Shakir Mustafa Al-Mahdawi, Lean Asad Al-Qadi, Ranilio Buenaventura, Rick Hooper, Riza Husseini, Ahsan Taha Hussein, Jean Salim Kanan, Christopher Klein Beekman, Nadia Yunus, Fiona Watson, Basim Mahmoud Otawi, and Martha Tias. Other workers that were at the facility on that day, there could be uh, some workers, but they were perhaps contractor and like a cafeteria workers and drivers. You have uh, Alia Ahmed Sousa, Khadair Salim Sahir, Manuel Martin, Arthur Helton, Julian Clark, Omar Ahtan Muhammad Al-Urfali and Saad Hermes Abona. And of course, Sergio Dumelo. Richard Hooper, a man from Idaho who at a young age, he developed a deep interest in the Arab world. He was also a superb linguist and learned Arabic in a short time. Talking about a hard language to learn, it takes about nine years to learn Arabic and full-time study. But Richard Hooper learned it in a short period. He didn't only learn only the classical Arabic, but he learned colloquial and he would speak uh, Egyptian with Egyptians and uh, speak uh, colloquial uh, Syrian with uh, Syrians and, uh, and so on. And of course, speaks the Gazan with the... Uh, the Gazas were <laughs> Palestinians from Gaza Strip, which we usually in Arab uh, Arab countries, we kind of, I don't want to say we make fun of them, but they speak very fast. So Rick Hooper graduated from the University of California at Santa Cruz in 1985, and he studied Arabic on a Fulbright Fellowship at the University of Damascus in 1985, and then at the American University of Cairo, in 1987, but in 1990, he received a master's in Arabic studies from Georgetown University. He loved to learn about the Arabic culture, and he immersed himself in it, and he was a, a big a pro-Palestinian, and he... Uh, Last vacation he took, Mr. Hooper was, into Yemen, and he was fascinated by it. How can he not be? By the way, Rick Hooper was uh, 40 years old when he died. 
Nadia Younes. She was uh, born in Egypt in 1946 and was working as a chief of staff at Sergio de Mello in Baghdad Bureau. And uh, she held a master's degree in uh, political science and international relations from New York University and a Bachelor of Arts in English Literature from Cairo University. Prior of her role in Iraq, she was an, the executive director in charge of external relations and governing bodies at World Health Organization at United Nations. Nadia was an accomplished, respected, and extremely popular United Nations official who had worked for more than 30 years in the United Nations system. From July 1999 to January 2001, uh, Eunice was in charge of information and communications in the United Nations field mission in Kosovo as part of the cabinet for the special representative Bernard Kuchner. From 1988 to 1993, she was deputy spokeswoman for the United United Nations Secretary General. She was born in 1946 and died in 2003. That makes her 57 years old. She was once again a chief of staff in Baghdad. Jillian Clark. She worked for Christian... Children's Fund. She's Canadian and was 48 years old. As soon as the war started, she made her way there in May of 2003. And part of her work was to assess uh, she, uh, the problems faced by Iraqis, uh, like evaluation of the impact of the war on especially children and uh, their psychological, and she would determine their humanitarian needs. Same thing, Arthur Helton. He was uh, 54 years old. He was born in 1949. Arthur Helton was a respected lawyer. He was American, by the way. And um, he was a human rights activist. He devoted his life to improve the lives of refugees and um, to improve their conditions. He worked as a professor at Columbia Law School in 1999. And he founded and directed the Forced Migration Protection at the Open Society Institute and directed the Refugee Project at the Lawyers' Committee for Human Rights. Helton's last book was The Price of Indifference. And it was about the refugee crisis in the world. Ehsan Taha Hussein. He was an Iraqi young man. By the way, he's the youngest of all the victims. He was only 26. He had a bachelor's degree in English from Al-Turath University. Hassan had just been recruited as a driver for the Office um, of the United Nations and a humanitarian coordinator um, just uh, two weeks before he was killed. Ahmed Salman. He was born 1958. He was 45 years old when he got killed. He graduated from the College of Engineering in 1982 and received a bachelor's degree in engineering from Baghdad University. Ahmad was gifted in drawing, and he exhibited his art in a number of uh, expositions. And he was a patrician. Ahmad was admired by uh, whoever knew him, and he used to perform his job his job uh, accurately. He uh, left behind him his wife, Sana Saleh Salman, and three daughters, Marwa, Inas, and Dana. Oh, and a son. His, his name is Mustafa. 
Raad Shakir Mustafa Al-Mahdawi. He was born in 1971. That made him 32 years old, an Iraqi patrician. He completed his primary education in 1983. And uh, he left uh, to work in Iraq during the embargo years. And then he came back in uh, 2002. And he worked as well as an patrician. He was uh, married to Rana Jafar, and uh, he had uh, two sons, Ahmed and Ali. Lean Asad al-Qadi, born in 1971. She was 32 years old when she died. She was Iraqi, born in Baghdad, and uh, she was an information assistant at the United Nations. She was educated at Baghdad University with a bachelor's degree in English. A, co- a colleague described her as a, the best national staff that I have ever worked with in any country. She was bright and eager to learn. She was interested in understanding other people's backgrounds and in sharing her culture with her colleagues. Dr. Alia Sousa. Dr. Alia Sousa was born in 1949 and she was 54 when she was killed. She was Iraqi. And she earned her bachelor's degree in Middle Eastern Studies at the American University of Beirut. However, I have very unique information to share with you about Alia Sousa, Alia Ahmed Sousa, and that um, you would never hear this information anywhere else but at Who Killed DeMello. Alia was a daughter of Ahmed Sousa. Ahmed Sousa, he, as his name refers, uh, uh, refers that he was not a Muslim. Susan, a Jewish Iraqi man, back in the 30s, he finished his higher education from universities here in the States and uh, returned back to Baghdad and worked in irrigation engineering. He was very good at his job and uh, with his credentials was entitled to move up the ladder, but with the rise of Arab nationalism, he was unable to do so. You know what he did? He converted to Islam. Well, he claimed he read the Quran and got converted to become a Muslim. And he started writing books, history books, books about history of Islam, and somehow he attacked the Jewish, the Jewish um, religion and Jewish, Jewish nation and Arab Jewish. And then uh, the new state of Israel didn't like the guy sitting in Baghdad and promoting Arabism. I mean, I don't want to say... Um, he was promoting anti-Semitism, but, but it could be understood that way. So as soon as his books reached the Iraqi bookstores, they somehow disappear. I don't know, did the Mossad or even before that, the Haganah hired the, their secret agents to go around and buy them? No idea. That was way before 1948, by the way. I mean, Israel could have easily killed him. But you know what, guys? The Jewish nation never kills a Jewish person. Never. That's what makes the nation of Israel great. So Harun Sassoon changed, changed his name to Ahmed Sousa uh, from an irrigation engineer to historian and Islam scholar. He died in, in uh, early 1980s. I think 82. So that made him 82 years old. He was born 1900. So his daughter, Alia Sousa, was killed in the attack, and she was working as a translator for World Bank. 
شون سليم كنعان a total international man half French half Egyptian and raised in Italy جون سليم كنعان devoted his life to humanitarian relief operations from early age like uh, let's say 23 uh, years old until his death he was 33 years old In 1996, he graduated from Kennedy School of Government. I think he uh, attended uh, Harvard as well. And uh, he worked as a relief coordinator for uh, Médecins du Monde in uh, central Bosnia. In his first assignment with the United Nations in 1996 uh, to uh, 1998, he served uh, with the United Nations uh, a director of uh, peacekeeping operations in Bosnia as uh, the assistant program uh, coordinator. And from 1999 to 2000, he was an interim uh, administration in Kosovo. He worked with Bernard Kirchner. Before he went into full-time uh, as a UN uh, employee, he, sh- uh, he starred in 1995 uh, French film. It's called N'oublie pas que tu vas mourir. In 2002, he published a book titled Ma Guerre à l'Indifférence that translates into English My War Against Indifference. Jean-Salim Canan left behind his wife, Laura Dolce, and by the way, he met her in Kosovo. And uh, you know, it's so sad, guys. He went uh, in uh, late July of 2003, he went to uh, Geneva where they were living him and his wife, and he had just had an, an, a new baby born, a boy. He, they called him Matthias, Salim Kanan. And uh, Jean-Salim Kanan returned back to Baghdad on August 18th. That means less than 24 hours he was killed. Jean-Salim Kanan was buried in a Roman Catholic cemetery in Cairo, Egypt, at age of 33, guys. Riham Ahmed Al-Farah, 29 years old. The youngest of all the female were killed that day. She was a Jordanian journalist. I think she was born in Kuwait. She joined the United Nations less than a year before she was killed. Riham received her bachelor's degree in journalism from Jordan in Yarmouk University and then went on to earn her master's in, uh, from, from the UK. From 1997 to 2002, Reham wrote a widely, uh, very well-read uh, column uh, in um, Jordan-based uh, Al-Arab Al-Yom. It's a famous newspaper in Amman, Jordan. She was a founding member of the Jordanian Network for Environmental Journalists, and her short stories had been published in magazines. Reham started working for the UN at the end of um, November of 2002 when she became Associate Information Officer with the, new, uh, the News and Media Division of the Department of Public Information. She was in Iraq on a short-term assignment. Ranilo Buenaventura. He was a 47 years old, a Filipino, born in Malolos. He comes from a large family, and he was known uh, by, he went by Rani. His A United Nations service began in 1989 when he joined a disaster relief team at United Nations headquarters in uh, New York. And he went to Iraq in 1997 and uh, was deployed uh, to Erbil 
but he moved back to Baghdad's office and worked as a humanitarian coordinator. He was a bachelor. Rani uh, provided tuition for eight of his nieces and nephews, like typical good Filipino uncle guys. And uh, what a loss. Ronnie, uh, Ronnie's family described him as a quiet man and a simple person. Riza Husseini. He was born in 1960 in Mashhad, Iran. That, um, that means he was 43 years old. He, was, uh, he worked as a senior re repatriation assistant for the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees in Iran in 1999. But, but he went back from the U.S., he was educated in uh, Nebraska. He worked as well in East Timor. His work focused in part of uh, demobilizing former combatants as well as uh, coordinating the uh, movement of refugees and internally displaced persons in East Timor. In September of 2001, he became chief of operations for the IOM in uh, Delhi is the capital of East Timor. He joined the team at the United Nations Humanitarian Coordinator in Iraq as a humanitarian affairs officer in April. Riza is survived by his wife, Zahra Shakiri, and his two kids. Fiona Watson. She was from United Kingdom, born in Edinburgh in 1968. That made her uh, 35 years of age when she passed away. She served in the Balkan region during the war. And uh, she was a talented political affair, uh, affairs officer with a strong analytical skills and humanitarian convictions. She was eager for challenge and always courageous in her uh, dedication uh, to peacekeeping. Fiona began working on Iraq uh, in uh, spring of 2003. Christopher Klein Beekman, 32 years old, Canadian. He was born in Vancouver, British Columbia, and he attended the University of Victoria and obtained his bachelor's degree of uh, sociology in 1993. In May of 2002, he was promoted to a program coordinator in Baghdad, in May of 2002, Christopher Klein Beekman was uh, promoted to program coordinator in Baghdad, where he served as the deputy of the extensive UNICEF operation that helped protect the lives of millions of children. He oversaw major projects focused on water, sanitation, health, education, and of course, child protection and was officer in charge at UNICEF for the entire Iraq program. UNICEF maintained a separate office in Baghdad, a few miles from the main facility at the Canal Hotel. But uh, UN staff regularly visited the UN building, and just for his bad luck and our bad luck, Chris was killed that day. He was survived by his wife and his mother. Martha T.S., she was uh, 47 years old. Martha was uh, from uh, the U.S. She was uh, the manager of the United Nations Humanitarian 
Information Center in Baghdad. She was born in Iowa, and uh, she earned her degree from the University of Colorado in Denver. She earned a degree in regional planning. And in 1989, Martha and her uh, back then fiancé, Jamie Michael John, moved to Thailand. They married there, and Martha managed uh, art and printing programs for Cambodian refugee uh, children with the International Rescue Committee. In 1992, the couple moved uh, to Cambodia, where uh, Martha worked for the United Nations World Food Program. She worked for the uh, United Nations around the world for more than 10 years. And she, uh, she contributed uh, her expertise in humanitarian relief till she was killed in Baghdad. Saad Hormez Abona, 45 years old, he was an uh, Iraqi, uh, he worked at, at the cafeteria. Of the people, I uh, didn't have information, such as Khdayar Sal, uh, Salim Sahar and uh, oh, Manuel Martin. I didn't have anything. He was, uh, I think, a Spanish officer that was, uh, he was 56 years old. He was assistant to the Spanish special ambassador to Baghdad uh, in Iraq. And he... Uh, I don't have any further information about him. And neither about Omar Qahtan al-Urfali. He was 34 years old and he was a driver and interpreter for Christian Children's Fund. So, my dear friends, and who killed DeMello? And of course, by the way, we will never forget Sergio DeMello. The 22 victims, of course, includes... Mr. Sergio Vieira de Mello, from Brazil, born in 1948. He was, uh, what shall I tell you? What shall I tell you? What a loss, my dear friends. This was uh, not an easy uh, episode to do uh, since uh, I need a nap after this. <laughs> okay. Uh, till next uh, Who Killed DeMello episode, uh, I really thank you for tuning in today and uh, my dear friends. And uh, remember the fallen victims and uh, remember their families. And we will never forget you. Till next episode of Who Killed DeMello, you guys take care. <laughs>